podcast in the world from WWE to DNA Impact by way of the NWA. It's time for Reffin' It Up with legendary referee Brian Hepner and guest host, Mr. Reffin' Rant himself, Jimmy Corderas. An all new episode starts in this. Is revving it up. Welcome back to Reffing It Up. I am RJ. I am joined by the two greatest referees of all time. First and foremost, from the Great White North. He grilled tonight, gentlemen. So you know that's only good things here on out, Mr. Jimmy Corderas and He's clanging and banging still. He's getting in swimsuit shape, Mr. Brian Habner. But, Jimmy, how did everything go tonight? You first grill out tonight with the misses went yeah. well? No, it went absolutely well. Uh, first one of the season, let's say, you know, obviously you got to clean up the grill a little bit. Sure. But uh, after that, everything is uh, awesome. You know what I mean? Sirloin burgers. Yeah, we enjoyed ourselves. Brian, what's up, buddy? Jimmy, you're living Canada. That's a lie. You did not do any grilling. <laughs> <laughs> what were you making? Ice burgers? Oh, it's not that cold up here now, brother. Good deal. It's actually good a deal. nice day. It was a nice day up here. So that's awesome. Everybody deserves good weather every now and then, no matter where you live. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, I-, I found, you know, just going through show notes and all this, this is going to be a pretty cool show, um, in my opinion. I have a lot of questions too, because I've always wondered uh, what these dirt sheet writers do and how they do it and how they will, we'll get into it later. But anyway, um, so I just found it pretty interesting. I thought this was a really cool guest to have. So I'm excited about that, man. Really am. Yeah. So for those of you that aren't uh, following us on social media, which you should anyways, at Reffing It Up, uh, you'll know this week, our guest is Raj Geary. Um, formerly of, and still, I guess, working for Wrestling Inc., founder of Wrestling Inc., uh, but just looking forward to seeing the business side of things, You know, seeing the online wrestling world um, through the eyes of, of him. Uh, but without further ado, let's send it up to our first count. This is your one count. Last week on Dynamite, gentlemen, it was announced the Elite will be taking on the Blackpool Combat Club in an anarchy in the arena match at double or nothing. Oy vey. I I, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't at the same time. I'm up in the air. Uh, Jimmy, you know, you, you saw this last, last mm-hmm. week uh, on Dynamite. You talked about it on Wrestling Expo Show. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, I don't have an issue with that. those uh, factions having that kind of match, but they're just getting into this rivalry. You know, the the, the elite is coming back together to to get into it. This is a ma- this is a blow off match. It should be a blow off match to a rivalry to a feud. But this feels like it's just we're, we're throwing it out there to throw it in in the mix, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And when you talk uh, uh, anarchy in the arena which is basically an anything goes kind of match it, you know, insert joke here. When has it ever been a problem with anything goes anyways? <laughs> right. But, but that's, that's the thing for me that should have built to this match. And I don't think they did enough building up for this match. I think it's too soon. 
Yeah, I, Brian, just, what do you think? I, I, I don't know what to think. I'm being honest. Um, this reminds me so much of the early TNA days when I was there, when you had a brawl and a panty match, and you had um, uh, the, the reverse battle royal. You had the the the. the, the I, I mean, just all these stupid gimmick matches announced. It was like every match was like a gimmick match. Uh, what the fuck is it? Tell me what the rules are. Basically, it's like a false count anywhere match. If I, I'm not a hundred percent uh familiar with it jimmy but I, my understanding is it's basically anywhere or um uh yeah. anywhere anything goes anywhere in the arena and it's just a matter of putting a name on it right exactly and you know it, it's a cool kind of name anarchy in the arena it's kind of but uh it's, it's it's pretty much like you said you know anything goes anywhere in the arena i i, I don't think it's a cool name at all actually um it's just okay it, it it just muddles it because if I'm thinking it, Jimmy's thinking it, RJ, you're thinking it like we think it's part of a match that does this and that and that. And they're just calling it something. Well, then why call it that? Figure out so people can relate to what the fuck it is. I don't know, man. It, it, it just it's when when is enough is enough, I think. With a lot of these gimmick matches, I know you go look back in the SmackDown Raw days. It, there was there, but it's just like every it seems like every pay-per-view every show there's some sort of gimmick match it's like can't we just have a regular wrestling match well they can't do a regular wrestling match if they did a regular wrestling match anyway so it doesn't matter i mean and here's the thing too with me i'm sure it's gonna be great i'm sure it'll be awesome it'll be very entertaining but jimmy hit it right on the head as he does each and every week this is a blow-off type of a match that is it's just a blow-off type match they're just throwing it out there to the pay-per-view to try and, I guess, add more eyeballs by making it something anarchy in the arena. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be good. But it's not set up properly. Do you think this is this will be the blow-off? you think this will be the it for these two factions? No. no. Nope. No. Again, they just got back together into their rivalry. So this the rivalry has just re-begun. So you, you don't have one match as a blow-off match. There's got to be more to it than that. Yeah, no, I completely understand. Um, something I would also wanted to touch on, I want to actually wanted to start with this, but I talked about the one before. Uh, last week, we lost Billy Graham. Uh, I know he was, I believe he was ill for a little bit. He was on um, life support there at the hospital. Uh, but Jimmy, going in, getting into the company as early as you did with WWE, than WWF any run-ins with Billy Graham throughout the company in the early days, or was he pretty much done with the company at that point? No, he was nearing the end of his career. So I got, I was fortunate enough to get to uh, work with him. And I remember back in the day, you know, at WWF at the time, every three weeks would run Maple Leaf Gardens on a Sunday. And on Monday they would uh, record challenge WWF challenge in Brantford, Ontario. (laughs) <laughs> and I used to escort talent back and forth. And uh, of course, uh, I drive a minibus there. And uh, many times when Billy Graham was 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 there, he would be in the van. I do remember one time, he was, real, he, he was always very nice and very gen- I remember one time the guys were kind of ribbing me a little bit while I was driving, and, you know, Billy Graham back there. Oh, leave the young man alone. He's doing fine. Keep your drive. You know, he just, he was a good dude. He was a good dude. Uh, he always treated me nicely. I, I don't want to say we were best buds or anything. I don't want to, you know overstate things but he he was always kind and 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 uh very easy to approach 
Let's put it that way. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to say that I knew him uh, very well at all. I've, um, to be honest with you, saw him as a kid. Um, was a spectacle to look at. I mean, the, the guy was just uh, an amazing body and, 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 and body of work was awesome. But But reading the comments from people that were with him throughout his good years and reading the comments of people that worked with him, the guy was amazing, man. And, and kind of set the page and the pace for your Scotty Steiners and stuff like that. You know, your big Papa pump and, and for others, uh, you know, and I'm sure I'm forgetting people, but I'm saying, but that he was the, 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 the inaugural one that kind of broke into the business like that, with that type of style and that, um, big muscular over the top person, you know what I mean? And, uh, a uh, huge loss to a lot of people. And, you know, I, I want to, you know, say that I'm sorry. And uh, to his family, I hope they all are doing well and can get over this because I know it can be really tough. But uh, other than that, I, that's all I can really say. Amen. And and you got to remember, like you said, Brian, he influenced a lot of careers. You look at uh, people who are influenced by him, the list of names you named a bunch. Uh, guys like Hulk Hogan, uh, Dusty Rhodes, they credited him, you know. He he was sports entertainment before the term sports entertainment was made made so to speak and uh, man he was a trendsetter and he he was an innovator and uh, uh, God bless him and may his memory be eternal. Yep, without, without doubt. Uh, last week we also saw a lot of big news coming from AEW. Good, bad, and different. We'll get to that in a minute. My opinion on the addition of um, Collision is, first and foremost, is I think it's best. It's good for the business. It's more wrestling. It gives more opportunities to to some of the boys and the girls to um, to, to to work. But I just want to read a short little blip from uh, the short little release that they had. Um, in only four years following the launch of AEW Dynamite, AEW's footprint has been has more than double doubled across TNT and TBS along with AEW Dynamite, Friday Night's AEW Rampage, and the recent follow doc, the AEW All Access. And now the debut on June Saturday, June 17th on TNT from 8 to 10 Eastern will be AEW Collision. Uh, gentlemen, AEW has reached 23 million total viewers so far this year across all of its shows on TBS and TNT. Keep in mind, this is a one-minute qualifier. So 23 million people watch AEW for at least one minute. Hmm. Um, guys, I think this goes back to the days. Obviously, it's about all been all over the internet. The logo is very similar to the WCW Nitro logo. Hmm. So good, bad, and different, whatnot. Who knows? But Jimmy... You're really close to this cough. You're, you know, you've done a lot with it on on Wrestling Inc. But this is good for the business, right? Um, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed. Let's put it that way because it is Saturday nights from eight to ten, two hours. Like you said, the good thing is that they the, AEW has a a huge roster of talent that they don't get to feature a lot on television because they only have the two hours on Wednesday night. They have the one hour of Rampage, uh, which is a tape show usually, and and they do get some talent on there, but they, it, you know, that saying I always say, trying to cram 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag, 
they try to cram so much on a Wednesday night. Hopefully the Saturday night show will let them slow down and be able to tell more stories with some more talent that don't get the chance to be displayed on Wednesday nights. And yes, I get it. They have dark and uh, the, the web shows. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now, I, I know people are saying that the web and streaming on the web is going is the way of the future. But right now, the money is in television. And that's the big thing. Just hopefully they could draw some numbers because that is going to be a tough night. Saturday night from 8, eight to 10 is not going to be an easy night. It's too bad that they couldn't get the old time slot of the old, uh, you know, TBS show from Saturdays. Uh, oh, 605. <laughs> 6.05. Yeah. And do it then. But uh, then, you know. Those who want to go out on a Saturday night don't have to wait till 10 o'clock to go out. <laughs> right. Well, I, I want to say first and mean it with all my heart. Congratulations to AEW. Congratulations to Tony Khan. Uh, this is going to be a big money deal for them. And, and it's great for the business and it's great for the boys. Um, you know, so I, I'm all about it. But uh, I will say, um, I think Turner's crazy. I think they're nuts. Um they want two more hours of additional program. They'll put it on a Saturday in primetime, as you said, 8 to 10. That number is going to dwindle from when it first debuts. It's going to dwindle, and it's going to be brought. I know I have kids. I know people my age. Ain't nobody watching wrestling at 8 to 10 on a Saturday. I mean, and if it is, the number is going to be small. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this number is huge. I hope it's a huge success. But I'm betting it in. I'm just betting that it's not going to be. And I think that's just, I don't know. Yes, it gives them the two hours of programming. It does. It does give them that. And it does allow them to put, you know, other people on TV. They're talking about a roster split. We've actually touched on it on our show. Uh, but it, it, to me, it doesn't matter. You can put CM Punk on there if he ends up going. It doesn't matter to me at all. It's not going to work. It's a Saturday night, 8 to 10. It's not going to work. I don't care if you put fucking um i don't know goldberg on there it's gonna draw a number and pop a number for a minute and it's gonna be done and i mean they've seen what they wanted to see and it's saturday night i'm going out to a bar i'm going to drink some beer i'm not going to sit at home from eight to ten and wait to go out until collisions off please i mean that's that's not gonna happen uh but yeah once again i'm not being negative i'm just saying i'm, I'm just speaking the truth it's not gonna work for a long term it's not not as far as big numbers go yeah well, like I said, it's good for the business. Hopefully the numbers you know, will do well, but you never know. That's why they're doing that. Uh, but something that will happen is our Refn Review. This is Refn Review. Gentlemen, last week, we, this thing keeps on happening, and I don't want to do it, but I kind of want to get Brian's reaction from it. So I'm going to let you take the floor, Brian. This is something that I actually took directly from your Twitter feed, at Baby Habner on Twitter. It says, quote, now let's just hit a ref and get no DQ, and he basically no-sells, question mark, question mark. I don't get this shit, end quote. So, Brian, what was this referring to? Well, first of all, I did not cuss. Okay, shoot stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fuck. Um, Razzmatazz, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm I'm watching this match. I don't even remember it. Okay, only could be because it was it, it it was just so so diluted with just dumb. Well, I'll go back to another word. Shit. Um, <laughs> 
it's just that, you know, this referee, and I've never seen him before. He was on AEW and a new guy, and he wasn't bad. It wasn't that he was bad at all, so I'm not knocking his work. Um, but I saw something coming the entire time towards his finish between the referee. And literally, I don't remember who it was, but literally grabs him and then shoves him. He no-sells it and acts like he wants to fire up, and there's no DQ or anything. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what are we doing? Like, AEW is the most inconsistent show when it comes to being a referee. The most inconsistent show. It absolutely is. And I'm not beating up on them. I'm just stating facts. It's the truth. I wish I was still active in wrestling. Well, I don't actually wish. I'm just saying, if I was active, I wish I could work for AEW because I could do anything I fucking wanted to because it wouldn't matter. I mean, that's the way it is. Um, And it sucks. I don't like it. It's supposed to be some structure. You know, you have bad kids in life and then they just bad, bad. And you send them off to a military camp or a military school. And what happens to them? They get their asses straight because they need structure. Everybody needs structure. AEW needs structure with the referees. I'm just telling you. That's all I'm going to say right there and let it go. And I don't understand why it was no DQ. So now when a referee gets hit, it doesn't matter. So now if I was a wrestler and I was a booker, I would just say, well, let's just smack the motherfucker across the mouth and let's get to the finish. It won't matter. You know what I mean? Is there a time and a place that you have to actually regulate rules? I think there is, but when is AEW going to do it? I guess when it's only beneficial for them and their storylines. That's the way it is. Yeah, Jimmy, anything with that, or are you going to just going to let? Uh... No, I, I don't know. I don't know what to add to that. You know, that, that's one of the biggest complaints I have about AEW. Not only that they try to cram too much into their shows and they try to rush through things a lot of times, but the refereeing is an issue there with. Uh, almost every match having a ref distraction and done not well most of the time, let's put it that way. And when you do it all the time, it ends up being nothing, meaning nothing. And like I say, when they do these, the, the heels do cheat. It usually the heat goes to the referee, not to the heels. The heels are the ones supposed to get the heat and instead of making the referee look like a, like, you know, uh, they're doing things on purpose to help the heel. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm going to turn this way. It just, that's how it feels sometimes anyways. And I just remember an interview that Tony Khan did on, on Busted Open one day and, and Bully, uh, Bubba Dudley, called out Tony on the refereeing situation. And uh, Tony Khan's response to that was, well, our fans don't care about that. What? That's that's what he said. That's what he said. I remember it distinctly. And I'm like, oh, man, that's not the right answer. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, I get it. AEW does cater to that hardcore audience. But at the same time, you got to make sense of this thing and put the heat on the right people. The referee is there to help you tell your story, not be the story and not try to get themselves over, which is a lot of times what they see. I see them trying to do. OK, Jimmy, you just answered my question to the one I have every week, to the one I have every single week. You just answered it. I did not know about this interview and I did not know he said that. Did not know that. So I've answered all my questions. The reason why the referees do and act the way they do is because Tony Khan don't give a shit. So why would anybody else? So he's not telling anybody backstage and nobody's telling anybody that the referees anything because he doesn't think anybody cares what's being watched as far as referees goes. That's the most ridiculous, dumbass answer I've ever heard in my life. Seriously. Yeah, I love, Tony, you, Khan. Yeah, I love yeah. Tony Khan. I do. I have a relationship with him, but that's a stupid answer, TK. People do care. People are, if they didn't care, I wouldn't have a whole segment for fucking refing review. Come on now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I care. I've been doing it my whole life. And now all of a sudden, I'm not supposed to care. They can just get smacked in the face 
or they just get pushed around and nobody gives a shit and there's no defense. Come on, man. Brian, Brian, you can you can speak to this as well as I can. You know, can you imagine working where we worked and some of the stuff that went on and you going back to gorilla position and seeing someone sitting there pulling the glasses down to the bottom of their nose and giving you the old come here. <laughs> Brother, we worked yeah. we worked where it mattered. And I even went to TNA and it mattered. I mean, I've just never seen this in my life. Never. Mm -hmm. I went to NWA and I can tell you right now, Billy Corgan really, really cared a lot about where referees were done, how everything was done. And mm -hmm. I can tell you now, Scott Demore is the same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw da Daniel. We talked about it last week. Spencer screw up. He, he actually texted me back and said, you're right. I watched it back. I was the drizzling shits and Scott Demore got on me. Hey, that's all I'm asking, man. I'm not saying you need to not make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but fuck. Damn. Just crazy. Hey, don't hold back. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm trying to piss you off, Jimmy. I wanted you to say shit, dumb, fuck, something. Nah. nah you, you know us Canadians, eh? Hey. <laughs> well, I say thing we do. Well, the th one thing we do know about you, Jimmy, is it's something that you say a lot of time, a lot of times here and on your ref and rants at Jimmy Corderas each and every day um, is it's the little things that matter. Mm -hmm. And I, I, we should really put that on a shirt or put it on a placard or, you know, just plaster it all over the place. But watching EW last week, I saw that. Um, with Satnam Singh gets thrown through a table last week mm -hmm. off the stage. Keep in mind, off the stage, through a table on the floor. Mm -hmm. And then five minutes later, it's like he no sells it, pops up and choke slams both members of FTR, Dax and Cash, just like he's like Superman or something. Right. Little things, little things. And maybe it's just me, but that kind of stuck in my craw. Yeah, it, it it I understand what they were trying to say and make this guy look like he's a, a monster. You know what I mean? But at the same time, when you do go through it's off the stage and that whole bit, that that's got to mean something. And right. when you when you let them come back too soon, I can understand crawling and trying to get back into the action. Sell it a little bit. Don't make it look like you know. Yeah, I I sold it for a couple of minutes, but right now I'm all good to go. That's you know that's things you learn over the years and and the the you lose your audience that way in my opinion in my opinion I think the audience goes oh come on man he just got thrown off a stage through through the tables you know what I mean so uh, again it's the, the little things do matter when you, there are too many little things pile up it becomes a big thing remember remember last week when I finally really put AEW over with that last segment that they had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, where they let everything breathe. Um, it kept me invested. It kept me wanting to watch next Wednesday. Um, well, then they go and do this. It's like, please find some consistency in, in, in the way you want to tell stories. Um, you know, yeah, I know the dude's big. I know he's a big guy. But guess what? You still have to sell. You still have to sell what everybody else goes through. Shit, it kills everybody else. Just because you're what, eight inches taller than everybody, you're not supposed mm -hmm. to sell it. I mean, come on. I don't know, man. I just, I, I just want some consistency in my life. <laughs> but you know what is consistency, gentlemen? Manscape.com. Head over to Manscape.com and use the promo code REFIN. That's R-E-F-I-N. Twenty percent off, free shipping. 
Jimmy was wearing them last week on the show. And we should have took pictures, but no, it's with all due respect to Jimmy. We didn't want him to show, you know, show off his, you know, great physique that he has uh, and his boxer briefs from Manscaped. But Brian is all over that. I'm all over the nice beard trimmer. I do do kind of an all over kind of thing. I smell nice and pretty. The house smells great. My wife's happy. What can be better? We have a tragedy. We have a tragedy here. I have, um, I'm, I'm going to, I know the Uh-oh. listeners. No, 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 no. Easy. easy. I know the, li- the, do I have to sign the horns or something, you know, hit no, caps no, or something? No, it's you guys. If I had a bunch of women oh. on here, maybe no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, here's my manscape. Okay. I'm just showing everybody. So you listeners, oh, you're I'm not really- going to do a live demo. Are you? No, I'm not. Oh, RJ, thank God. Please. Gosh, I swear. I can't get a word out. You're getting excited over there. Right. You just don't want to admit it or what? So, yeah, that's it. My manscape will not charge. It won't hold a charge. But guess what? It's under warranty. I've already called Manscaped. I'm sending it back tomorrow, and I'm going to get a brand new one that's going to make my balls even fresher. It's going to be even fresher. And because I'm, they're also going to send me a new pair of boxer briefs. And um, how can you not correct a mistake like that better, any better? Top, top company, top company. You know, Jimmy kind of just, he kind of does the, hey, the catwalk kind of walk for the missus. Absolutely phenomenal. She likes it. We like it. We love it. Head over manscaped.com slash refinin up or just put the promo code refin in. That's R-E-F-I-N, 20% off and free shipping. And somebody else that'll be walking the catwalk. And he's nice and fresh. And he just uses Manscaped, I guarantee you is Mr. Raj Gary. He'll be joining us in just a moment in our second count. This is your two count. We're back, guys, and I'm thrilled to welcome in. I got that I followed for a couple years here over at Wrestling Inc. No, it's not Jimmy Carreras. I followed him much, much longer than that. It is one, the only Mr. Raj Gary. Raj, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us. Good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, good to see yeah. you too. It's been it's been a little while. Been a little while, yeah. Raj, I'm 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 extremely excited about this podcast because I want to know a lot of things, man. A lot of things. Um, and I just thought that this would be really interesting for not only myself to be entertained, but all of our listeners. And I am so excited, man. I'm so glad to have you on. I'm I'm glad I reached out to you, and I'm glad you agreed because it was awesome. And I'm I'm really excited about it. It's different, man. We cover wrestlers pretty much every week, and. Uh, we had a, a book, uh, Arthur, not long ago on, and now we have a, what the people would say, a dirt sheet writer. Uh, so <laughs> this is going to yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a, a big fan of your guys' work, so I'm, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you for joining. So, Raj, I, I've, I just always been very fascinated with with your work with Wrestling Inc. Just because I, I like to see it's like the business side of it. Um, you know, listening to the interview you did with with John Alba and, uh, and Eric Bischoff for their show Strictly Business um, a little while ago, and it's just one of those things where you kind of just sit back and relax and listen to it. Um, what really? I, I know you were a big wrestling fan before you got into wrestling inc um but what really keep kept you in it for as long as it has well i've been uh yeah i've been a fan since since the 80s i always remember the the main event uh Mm -hmm. which uh 
uh, you know, with Dave and Earl and, and that angle. And I was just, I was just hooked and I pretty much been hooked since then. Um, you know, I, I kind of got into this by accident. Uh, I was a chemical, uh, chemical engineering major in college, hated it. Uh, I was like, I, I don't see how I could go my life doing this kind of work. I, it just, it just sucked. And, and the internet was starting to take off. And, uh, it's like, you know what, my, my then wife, I mean, my then girlfriend, now wife, she was out of town one week and I was like, all right, I'm just going to take my time this weekend and make a website. And I needed a topic. I, I kind of got, I was getting out of wrestling from like 93 to 95 and then back in once Nitro started. And, uh, just one weekend made the site, got hooked, had like eight hits and I was just blown away. I was like, oh man, eight people just read my, read my stuff. <laughs> and uh yeah i was just i was hooked after that and uh you know i've had my eb ebbs and flows with wrestling there have been times when i haven't been as interested in, in times when uh i have been but uh but yeah it's it's been amazing did you just say chemical engineering is what you were doing yeah wow wow you might be yeah. too smart for this shit <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't hey i didn't last so <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, I switched to a computer science major and yeah, it's been it's been in my life ever since and you know, until I I sold the site last year and I'm now I'm kind of back doing some work with them again. So, uh, I can't cool. keep away. Yeah. It, once it's in your blood, it's very hard to get it out. That's for sure. Now, when you first started the site, what was the uh biggest difficulty you found in getting uh information to put out there? I mean, like there were some predecessors, like uh, right. obviously the very famous David Meltzer and stuff like that. Who uh, now, when you first started, did you have a difficult time getting that information to put out there? Well, I wasn't really looking to do um, scoops or dirt. Um, you know, I, I wanted to do more like interviews and, and just kind of my opinion. It was almost like a blog uh, back then. And then, you know, as soon as it started to grow, you know, I, I started having people send me stuff, but uh, it was a lot tougher to, you know, get information verified back then. And, you know, you're, you don't have, you didn't really have the internet and people using social media. So you're having to make these long distance phone calls and, you know, coming out of college, I, it's pretty broke. So that, uh, that wasn't cheap, but um, yeah, yeah. It, that wasn't initially my interest. And I, even now I try to avoid that. Um, but you know, it's it's part of the part of the gig. What would you say uh, is your biggest story or scoop that you've ever put out that got mega hits for you that just went wow in your mind? In other words, a story that you broke or scoop that you got that you couldn't wait to put out and just got crazy hits on it and so many reads and likes and whatnot. I don't know how that works for y'all in your world on your website, but I, I sometimes right. I'll speak there it'll say how many people have looked at it or whatever. Right. Uh, what, what was, what was your biggest? Gosh, uh, man, there's been quite a few. I think the most recent one probably would be uh, Sasha Banks getting released last year. Um, and that I got while I was at the Stanley cup finals. And so I'm there watching, you know, the abs and uh, then I'm getting all this stuff and I'm trying to like, watch the game, but also, you know, second verify the story and, and, and work on that. So that was wild, but yeah, that was one where 
uh, it took off huge. Um, and it, with certain certain stories, people just get angry. And so, you know, there's a lot of people are like, you're an effing liar and, you know, this, that. And, um, but that, that one was a huge one. And then, um, you know, there was, there were some follow-ups to that too. So, um, yeah, that one was gigantic. That's the most recent one. There was one too, where WWE stopped allowing their talent to use Twitch. And, uh, oh. I remember breaking that mm-hmm. and, and that one really took off because Andrew Yang, who was running for president, then, you know, is contacting me and is like, uh, you know, he, he, he was saying he wanted to act on that if, if he were to get, you know, in, in the, in the, in Biden's cabinet. So yeah, there, there've been just different ones like that, but Sasha was the most recent. I'll say, I'll say this, Raj, uh, I know you have quite a few fans cause I could look at my timeline and, uh, <laughs> Some of them were not, <laughs> they weren't good fans, uh, but <laughs> you get, uh, you get both. Yeah, I, you get I, the I, love I, and the hate. <laughs> dude, I get 100%. Now, I have now, to- sorry, sorry to, to, to cut you off there, B, but uh, no. So you got the website up, you got it going, you're, you're, you're putting the news out there. When did the podcast bug hit you? You know, and what was it that, that, that started that uh, trigger? Uh, that was, uh, I I was meeting with Vince Russo, and uh, he he had this idea for doing since he you know was uh, a big part of Monday Night Raw's success in the late '90s. He had this idea of reviewing every Raw after, and I was like, oh yeah, that that would be great. But I actually initially wasn't part of it. I had uh, Sean Ross Sapp, who's now at Fightful, and it was him and Vince. And then you know I. I I just join in here and there, but it, it was never something I really uh, wanted to do just because uh, I have kids now they're, they're growing up and then, you know, spending, especially now that you got wrestling on every night of the week. And, you know, we, we went from podcasts once a week to now every day it uh, yeah, it just evolved, but I don't think I ever really had the bug. You know, I was always trying to find people to replace me. <laughs> So you, you mentioned previous, you know, Brian said, hey, you got a lot of fans online, good, bad, and different. How have you over time since you started uh, Wrestling Inc. there in 97, um, you dealt with a lot, because there's a lot of negativity, surprisingly yeah. enough, in wrestling Twitter, believe it or not. I, I, right. I know it's shocking <laughs> to a lot of people. <laughs> How have you really become accustomed to, you know, th- there's a lot of power in the block and the mute button, but sometimes yeah. it still sneaks in. How do you, how have you dealt with it over that over the time? I've I've always had a thick skin, so um, I try not to let it bother me. I try not to I try not to get on social if I've had a uh, uh, several beers, <laughs> and so that way I'm not engaging. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just have a thick skin, and uh, you know, so, so just some of the stuff people get upset about is ridiculous and. The wrestling fans are so tribalistic now. You know, if 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 I say you know something on AEW, uh, you know that I didn't like, if people just lose their minds over it. And same, you know, WWE, it's not as much, but you still get the same. Uh, you still get the same hate. You can't uh, you can't criticize without people losing their shit. Mm-hmm. That's because they that's because they want you to believe what they don't believe. In other words. AEW is a, a growing company and they're trying to make themselves convinced that that's the best product on the planet. 
So if you say anything about it, of course, they're going to get their panties in a bunch because the, 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 the stuff that's actually true that you and I and Jimmy and RJ say, they don't want to hear the truth. And that's life. I mean, that's general life. People don't want to hear the truth. And that's why those AEW marks get so mad. And then, so that's when you hit the block button because you're just like, fuck them. I said the truth. Whatever. Get out of here. Yeah, and some of it is just basic common sense stuff. Like, don't show a person blading on TV, you know? Uh, shoot away from that. Have it planned out ahead of time so you're not caught in the act on a national television show. And you would think, like, people wouldn't get upset over uh, that kind of feedback. But but still, yeah, they do. Yeah, and as we talked about uh, before you joined us, I, I, keep, I keep this talking about little things that continue to bother me, especially all companies, let's put it that way. All companies have the little things that they could tighten the screws on. But with mm-hmm. AEW, you see the same thing on, on Wednesday nights happen several times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for example, certain spots in a match or certain finishes involving certain things that, hey, don't the, don't the agents for these matches communicate? Is anybody else doing this in their matches? Anybody else? It just it's it's a, a lot of repetition and and do you find that as well yeah and uh, you know uh kind of what you guys were talking about earlier where uh they do so much stuff in front of the referee that's yeah and i'm not saying you should have dqs all over the place either i'm saying don't do this stuff in front of the refs and they even had a match step a, a couple of weeks ago where the step was like dqs will be enforced it's like, or shouldn't they always be? Like, <laughs> it's like pinballs are going to count in this match. I mean, it just, it, it's just kind of ridiculous. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, well, AEW is a, a young company, um, and uh, the problem they have, they're having right now. One of their issues, business wise, is WWE got hot. And they got they got really hot. They're up a lot year over year with their ratings, um, and. AEW is the it's been the opposite. They're down quite a bit, and Rampage is down huge. Um, and so I, I think it's a good time for them to kind of go through and and really see what works and what doesn't work, and and things that that kind of defy logic, and just kind of scale back on that. And I know some people will be like, "Well, WWE does it too," or certain things, but right now they're working, and AEW is doing fine, but. Um, you want to see it on upward trajectory again. So do you think, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, no, it's just because we, we brought up the collision show uh, on Mm -hmm. Saturday and you pretty much mentioned that there's wrestling on pretty every night. Is there oversaturation? I know people say more is better, but in this case, is it too much? I think it is. Um, Gosh, after WrestleMania, that after that Raw, I was like, I cannot watch another second of wrestling. You know, yeah, I've, uh, it's been it's been too much, and and a lot of it is it gets a little redundant. Um, it's it's the same, you know, kicking out at two over and over, and then the match is one with a roll up. Um, that happens a lot, uh, and uh, yeah, I just think it it gets to be too much. And uh, who would have thought when WCW went under that? You know, 20 years later, we'd have more wrestling on TV than than ever. But uh, yeah, here we are. And, um, right. you know, I hope with Collision, I, I, you know, with all the stuff with CM Punk, um, you don't you don't ever want to have your whole show rely on one guy. But it is amazing that you take him out of that equation. And then all of a sudden you've, you're really diluting uh, you're, you're 
the more hours of TV you add, the less each one means. And and that's ultimately what, what seems like it would happen if they, if they don't have punk. <clears throat> and I've, I've, I've never understood that aspect of what you're saying right now. I, I really haven't. I mean, I, I can't digest it. I can't. Anyway, I don't want to get on that tirade, but, I'm, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but, you know, depending on one guy who's CM Punk, who I think is just a mediocre wrestler, in my opinion, with a lot of juice, who's very smart because he knows how to do it and make noise. But, you know, that, that, how long is mediocre wrestler going to carry a, a, a Saturday night show? Um, one to two, three weeks, maybe. I mean, and then everybody's going to be like, all right, I've seen him. It, it's, it is what it is. The rest of the show sucks. Uh, let's move on. Let's go drink. Um, but anyway, I don't want to get that. <laughs> um, well saturday nights are tough in in general to begin with and uh like you guys were saying and uh, yeah it, it, again being reliant on one star because so many of the other stars won't work with them and they're on the other show so they can't even be on uh collision so it, it's one of those things where they're not nipping this problem in the bud maybe they can't but by not doing it you're just opening it up to lead to bigger problems down the road i just what hope do you, that uh, what do you do Hold on one second, Jimmy. Yeah, no, of course. What do you know about this roster split? Like, how do you, what, what, what are your ends on, like, what, how's this going to work? Because like you said, there's a lot of people that don't want to work with him. He's got a lot of heat with everybody or some or a faction yeah. or whatever group. What what, what do you think is going to come of that? Uh, it, you know, they have a huge roster, but as far as uh, the people that move numbers and the, the people at the really, the really the top that are, that really draw the attention. They don't have that many. It's, uh, you know, Omega, Moxley, MJF. And then you split that up and you you split those stars up. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, far fewer and it's, it's a much weaker uh, roster on top. So I, I think um, the poster basically kind of told who's going to be on what show. If they, you know, they want punk on collision and then Thunder Rosa, uh, powerhouse Hobbs, um, FTR, uh, you know, a lot of guys that are friendly with Punk, Chris Jericho, uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, but yeah, as we've seen in wrestling over the decades, uh, roster splits usually don't last that long before you start seeing, you know, mm -hmm. people showing up on the other show. Mm -hmm. So uh, I could easily see that happening if the ratings aren't there. Uh, my fear is this, is uh, you talk about roster splits and yes, you can have like a soft one where talent can appear on both shows, but he's mm -hmm. predominantly on collision and this right. person's predominantly on, on dynamite. I just hope that they don't try to do a hard roster split in order to prove a point. Hey, you guys couldn't do it right, but we can. And then, you know, their product suffers from them attempting to, you know, uh, make it a proper roster split as opposed to worrying about getting the talent over on TV as a, if you, if you're getting my drift here. Right. Yeah. And, and also to that point, there aren't any plans to have separate pay-per-views for each roster. So at some point, uh, you know, these guys are going to be in the same building that, that don't get along or, you know, they're going to be at the venue. I, I don't know if they're going to have them, you know, one person stay out of the arena, which is, you know, just seems like uh, <laughs> just not the best business policy. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, d then what do you do eventually do? Do you have the champions going back and forth between the two shows? Which I actually like that idea. I like when, you know, they, they did it back in the day with uh, uh, with Brock. But um, yeah, uh, it, it remains to be seen. It seems like they're kind of um, 
the kind of you know uh, taking it as it comes. I, I, I want your thought on this, Raj, uh, because this this infuriates me. And um, you know how they have the draft, the per se draft, WB has a draft. Mm-hmm. I want to make a little knock on them too, because and, and Jimmy and RJ have heard this rant. I'm not going to go on a rant. I'm just saying. It's not a draft. It's switching people back and forth. It's not a draft. Right. A draft to a, a draft to me is when you get an NXT guy or right. an NXT or NXT woman, like they can make this so much better instead of calling it a draft. And then we all three touched on it four at this point, all touched on this, that they intergo anyway. So what right. the fuck? I mean, it doesn't really mean shit. I mean, I, am I wrong? I mean, do, do you think? I agree with you hundred percent. And also before they did this draft, whatever you call it, uh, their numbers were really good by not trying to have that the separate two brands uh and and stick into that and you know you saw their ratings and everything go up and now all of a sudden now that they got the the roster split and even now um you know they're having a smackdown guy wrestling for the mm-hmm. raw title but uh you're you're just seeing it ultimately over time i don't think a year from now they're going to be you know hard split divided i don't think six months ago they are uh, yeah, and it's funny, you brought up this new championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, and I, I do give them credit for trying to make it feel more important this past Monday night uh, with, with Seth Rollins, but still, it seems like it, a consolation prize, for lack of a better term. Do you still do you, do you feel the same way, or do you think uh, they can elevate that title? Yeah, I mean, you remember when Eric Bischoff just handed Triple H the World Heavyweight Championship back in the day? And uh, that that championship quickly became the A title. Um, so it, it just depends on how it's booked. I, I, but I think, uh, yeah, on the surface, it does look like a consolation prize. But I think you go with someone like Seth and, you know, who can claim that Roman's never beaten him on pay-per-view and whatnot. My thing, though, is you have the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown, SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. The tag champions can go between shows. It's just so all over the place and it, it just it would be nice for them to just keep that consistent hey hey uh raj now you attended colorado school of mines which sounds very rich and fuck like a lot of money and uh, smart um it sucked and, well, <laughs> well you we, we already mentioned about the majoring in the chemical engineering and then you changed gears and graduated with a bachelor's degree in computer science Mm-hmm. With a modern economics. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're way too smart for this shit, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> and now I want to say, other than writing and finding out things, what else experience-wise in the wrestling business have you done? And what made you take these lofty goals that you did in school and did accelerate at, obviously, because you're a smart guy. It's simply sitting right here in my lap and I'm looking right at it. What made you say, I'm going to forget all that shit and I'm going to just worry about this wrestling stuff, this wrestling entertainment mess? Like, what made you do that? <laughs> well, uh, so when I started, I actually had a few other uh, few other sites as well. <laughs> we had a, an Indian dating site that, that we we ran. We would do singles events all over the country. Um we had close to a million members by the time I, I sold it. And then I also had an MMA site, fightline.com. Uh, but 
but yeah, my thing was I wasn't looking to become a a journalist or anything like that. I was looking to create and then hire journalists and then, you know, and then hire the best people and bring them on and, and then just create a space that is just fun. You know, it's, it's wrestling, you know, you had triple H having sex with a, a corpse in a coffin once. It's just, it's something you can't always take too seriously. I wanted to make a site that's fun. You know, we have interactive uh, it's having a community kind of before, uh, we had social media. We used to have a, a chat, you know, on the site. And then, you know, we have our comment section and everything. So that was always my thing is just create a, a fun spot and then hopefully, you know, make make some money, in, you know, in the along the way. Hearing your credentials, knowing that you had a few websites is not actually very surprising to me. And can you give me the passcode to this Indian dating site? <laughs> they... Uh, the new owners, it's gone. It's gone to crap, unfortunately. I, I, I haven't even. It's been thirteen years since I sold it, and it's just the uh, same as the MMA site. I felt terrible because it was really on the rise um, before I sold it, and you know, MMA was just really, really starting to to you know get hot. But uh, yeah, both those sites are are kind of nothing now. So you've you've been doing this a couple of decades now. Um, yeah. What is the biggest change you've seen? in this industry, you know, obviously people are talking about, as we talk about on the show, you know, they're talking about, oh, the future of wrestling is going to be in streaming and online and that sort of stuff. But right now the money's at television. Mm-hmm. But what is the biggest uh, difference you see since you're, you're starting your website to today, whether, uh, how- whether it is in, in presentation or with talent? Right. Well, I think uh, gosh, there's, a, there's a lot because on the business end, it's the focus from, you know, pay-per-view to content rights and, and media rights with, you know, these different networks. And and now, you know, with Peacock and having the network on there, um, as far as with wrestlers, um, it's, and this isn't across the board, but you don't see as much um, character, uh, you know, people really worrying about characters and promos and really trying to stand out. And, and there are some, you know, Bray Wyatt, was one you know you could tell he was really working on it and he was dialed in i, I think la night right now is tremendous um you still see that but you don't see it as much whereas you look at the wrestling in the 80s with you know superstar billy graham who just passed and hogan and savage and dibiase and dusty um tully, tully flair uh you just had great promos great characters just up and down uh, you know the roster same as the 90s austin rock and that you just don't see that as much. Now you see a lot of guys who who do moves and they do they're impressive. Um, and then you still do have your good promos, but it's just not as much of a focus as it as as it was at, at one time. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, so, so, like Brian said before, with the uh, economics uh, minor there, um, it, like I said, this just fascinates me just to know the business background that you have, obviously having the websites, having um, all the experience that you have. But in your experiences between all facets that you've done, wrestling, online, the Indian online dating, what had the MMA thing, well, there had to be some crazy pitches that you've gotten dm to you email to you what's something that you can legally say obviously um that you know man this is kind of a crazy idea huh that's a good question um 
I get pitches uh, a lot. It just, yeah, but I, nothing that really, that I thought was completely out of left field. Um, you know, I, I, I'll have people ask me to help them with their sports sites. Like, I don't really watch baseball, but, uh, you know, when people ask for, for help with stuff like that, it's like, I can help you with the tech end, but I can't, but I don't know any of the players or, or what sells or what kind of names, you know, really drive traffic. Um, so yeah, I, I can't really think of anything that really just, just kind of floored me, I guess. Well, um, I have to get your thoughts on this because we also made guesses and, um, uh, things like that. Um, all in is doing very well at Wembley mm -hmm. and it's their first time there and they chose and Tony Khan had some big balls to go to Wembley stadium. Your thoughts on that? What does that affect or not what, but how does that affect them and their business moving forward? You think? Well, I think, um, I think AEW has shown over the years that when they, when they have a special show, they get the fans to turn out when it's the first time, you know, the first time they did Arthur Ashe, they did really well. The second time, not as much. Um, the first time they're in a new market, they overperform. And I think you're seeing that with Wembley. It's just, a, I mean, what they're doing is fantastic. Um, but I actually kind of predicted it uh, before tickets went on sale. I said, I, I could see them hitting 68,000 for this show because AEW does really well for those special events. And, uh, it's one of those things that I don't see it working as well the second or the third time, but for this time, it's, it's awesome. And yeah, like you said, Tony, uh, having the balls to do it, it's going to be a gigantic gate and it'll be interesting to see like, because they're doing a pay-per-view the following week. Um, so where is this going to air? Is this also airing on pay-per-view now with, you know, Warner brothers discovery, does it air on max? Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be interesting to see, but I think it was a really smart move and 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 a ballsy one. Do you know the Do you know the difference in the drop off from the Arthur Ashe Center or Arthur Ashe where where they were? Like, because I remember that. I remember they set records and all that crap. Um, what was it the second time they went? Gosh, the I don't, let me. I don't want to give you the wrong number. Let me just double check real quick. No, take your time. I want. I want facts, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because as as we've seen lately with the the. The advanced ticket sales for these upcoming co uh, collision shows uh, uh -huh. haven't been, uh, uh, let's say, breaking any records. Let's put it that way. No, really? they've been, yeah, they've been pretty poor, mm -hmm. um, especially considering it's a Saturday night because that right. Saturday nights are best night to draw. So it looks like they did around 13,000 in the first time. I thought they did like right at 20. So, um so yeah, so, so it was the, the, the uh, you know drop off of several thousand. So 20,000 for the first one, and then thirteen, roughly. Yeah, yeah. just roughly. Okay, so that's a seven thousand. I mean, you know, seven thousand drop off. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think like if they were to run Madison Square Garden, I think they'd sell out quick. But again, the second time they go to Madison Square Garden, and the third, mm -hmm. it, it won't be the same. And you know, you see that with WWE too. But right. Um, but yeah, the, these collision shows, um, I mean, to, to be fair, they haven't really, they hardly mentioned it on Rampage the mm -hmm. other night. So it, it seems like they're waiting to get all their, their ducks in a row before pushing it hard. <laughs> well, what we, what we want to do now, Raj, is this. We're going to go to our third count. 
we're going to get some fan questions in and we're going to get some things like um, I want to know, like how some dirt gets to you. Um, <laughs> but we're going to figure all that out in the third count. So we're going to send it up there and then we'll be right back. This is your three count. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the third count. Wow, a reffing it up third count. Boy, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And we, we're having a great time here talking to our special guest, Raj Giri. Raj, great having you on the show and great talking to you. This is now where we're going to take some fan questions and maybe a couple more from us as well and just get your thoughts on those. Raj, Sounds can you good. help us out? Uh, are, you, are you cool with that? I'm all, I'm all in. Yeah, let's go. All right, RJ, you want to start all us right, off? So our First question comes from our good buddy, WWE Master 2018. He asks, uh, were there any NXT call-ups in the 2023 WWE draft? There's that word, Brian. That was nixed or canceled that you know of, like an Ilya Dragovich, Braun Breaker, or Chase U, if you can talk about that. Yeah, well, you know, so many of these decisions are made so last minute, but, you know, they've had their eye on Braun Breaker um, coming up to the main roster, obviously. And um, I think with him, just now that he's doing this heel character in NXT, they're they're letting him, you know, cook a little bit more before bringing him up. But um, it, that's one that, um, yeah, that was expected. That didn't end up happening. <clears throat> I've got a question from over here from uh, Crystal Garzini. Um, and she asked, is there ever news reported to you that you just couldn't report because of lack of proof? And how would you handle that situation, even though the topic was very hot? Oh, all the time. Um, CM Punk was one when he returned, because I, I had heard about that. And uh, I actually went to a couple officials high in AEW and I phrased it badly. I asked if he had signed, and I guess technically he, he hadn't put pen to paper yet. And so they denied it, and I basically just had to kill it, even though I knew it was probably true and it was going to be a gigantic story. So it happens all the time. I mean, getting because I, I will not post something unless I get a second source. So um, maybe I, I, I think I get more that I can't use than I actually end up using. I have a question here from Jimmy the Ref who wants to know. Was it difficult to develop contacts so, quote unquote, on the inside to get information from? Um, not really. It, I was kind of surprised how often you're you you have people that are willing to talk to you or willing to willing to tell you stuff. So, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, initially it started out with me just doing interviews. I remember Spike Dudley was the first one I ever did, and I was kind of starstruck, you know, when I did it. But uh. Yeah, once you, especially with the ECW guys back in the day when I first started out, you had a lot of them that that really like that like talking. So, oh gosh, drop. Hold on. No, I'll, I'll go, Brian. No, I'll go. He's all old school, Raj. You have to, you know, he prints all this stuff off. I have to have it to him by a certain time. He's like oh, pen to paper. But um, go ahead, Raj, Brian. Raj, hold on, Raj. Do you know who my father is? Uh, I, I do. Yes. Okay. Do, do you fan. know? Or do you know that he would not board a flight without a piece of paper in his hand? Okay, I learned it honestly. To this day, I'm, I'm still. I got my note notepad right here. I'm always writing stuff down too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, right, even I'll... when when I prep for the the podcast on Wrestling Inc., uh, I don't type it into uh, and print it out. I yeah, I, you know, I write it down on my notepad. 
Like, yeah, I got this like iPad Pro and it just collects dust. I end up going back because mm -hmm. originally I was using it for my notes. And so I had it had it all in one place. But yeah. fortunately, only I could read my writing, though. So it's... <laughs> same. <laughs> sometimes I can't read my own. So <laughs> <laughs> moral to the story is RJ, leave me alone. Now go. <laughs> I, I got it, too, Brian. Trust me. Um, Raj, uh, now this is when did you sell Wrestling Inc.? Last year. So it was uh, May of last year. Okay. So you're guilty too. All right. So here we go. Yeah. Why is it that Wrestling Inc. only reports the shit when I bury people or say bad things about the business and they never put the good stuff out that I give good information to? Can you explain that to me? Because I don't understand it because the other dirt sheets pick up things that I say positive, but it's always with Wrestling Inc. for some reason, they only take the negative and it I'm going to be honest, it, it kind of pisses me to fuck off because it makes me portrayed as a bad guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know, I haven't been as involved with the the site over the past year. I, I You know, I worked with Jimmy and, and the guys on the podcast team. But kind of when I sold it, I kind of got away from the content. And but at any time, uh, just let me know when that happens and I'll I'll, I'll definitely try to step in. Well, it'll probably happen this week because I've buried a couple things, and so I'm sure it'll be happening this week. <laughs> but well, whatever, I'll, hey, well, I'll tell them to leave you alone. <laughs> no, I mean, no, be nice. It's, it's it's not that. It's just that yeah. I say so many positive things that contribute, right. but they only pick out the bad things. You know what I mean? But you know mm. what? Here's the way to look at it. As Vincent Man always said and told us in meetings, bad news is always good news as long as you're in the news. So, <laughs> well, my thing has always been um, not necessarily posting bad stuff. And again, I don't I haven't been involved with the content uh, much since selling, but stuff that's interesting, stuff that's fun and just stuff that, you know, uh, stuff you didn't know, like that, that fans wouldn't know. Like, you know, if you told a funny story, you know, of something that happened when you refereed a match and uh I, th th that's the kind of stuff i always really like and not you know uh burying somebody so are you still on board with wrestling inc i mean i know you contribute them to them um I'm like where where are you at now as far as that goes and what made you sell it uh for me it was time i had it for 25 years and it but you know it, it's it was the like a 16 hour 18 hour a day job and you know we're going on these trips and you know we're in costa rica and i'm constantly on my laptop you know, having to take care of stuff, you know, abroad, you're never truly on vacation. And so last summer, uh, we went to Paris and, and Venice. And that was the first time in 25 years, I felt like I had a, a real vacation. So it was just time. Um, and uh, I don't know if I'm as interested in it as I once was. So uh, I have, a, you know, I, I was tired of my Monday night football for being able to watch that. So uh yeah yeah it, it just uh it was just time and and moving on to wrestling being more something i i still love and i still watch but i don't need to watch every single second of it now i hear and, you is it is, and, it is it is it is it proper to wish you well on your future endeavors <laughs> <laughs> well I, like i said they uh i'm still helping them out with some stuff so i don't right. think i'll totally be gone <laughs> well i well i i, I want to say thank you because i i I appreciate you bringing me on board. Let's put it that way. Oh, we love and loved having you on. You guys are, you guys are great. 
and I don't want to hog the floor, but I want to hog the floor. Um, <laughs> but you kind of touched on where I'm at in my life as far as where the refereeing in the wrestling business, it, I just lost the, it wasn't fun to me anymore. Um, being in the ring and refereeing was fun, but it was right. the, all the other shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've got kids and things like that. So I totally get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't you being the chemical engineer and the computer science or all that other smart stuff that you do that I don't know anything fucking about, wouldn't that give you a vacation? Uh, it was, it, you could never, I feel like if you own a business, it's hard to ever truly be on vacation, whether it's a restaurant or a website or, or anything. It's, it's always on the back of your mind in, in or at least that I've seen. Well, maybe stop thinking and just do something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. What's wrong with me? <laughs> That's been my philosophy for years. Just don't don't think. But they really haven't really got me anywhere. But anyways, yeah. uh, going back to when you you go back to when you're a wrestling fan, even when you got into doing wrestling Inc. When was that time? Like, oh man, this is this is freaking awesome. Like, whether it was an interview, whether it was breaking news, whether it was you know bringing Jimmy Corderas on WrestlingInc.com. That I'm sure that's like, oh crap, I made it now. Uh, but what was that moment? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um. Gosh, I don't know. I think. Um... I think one time talking to Bruno and just being like, whoa, you know, I'm talking to Bruno San Martino. And, you know, at, at times you try not to not try not to become a mark, <laughs> but you can't help it. And, you know, talking with Bruno, that was uh, that was amazing to me, even though he was a little before my time. But he was one of my dad's heroes. And my dad, you know, kind of helped get me into wrestling. And and to be able to to talk with him, I thought it was just like, wow, this is coolest job in the world you know you ever thought about writing a book no <laughs> mm. I, I don't we, have we, the patience for that we, <laughs> no, I, if if i can I, do it anyone can <laughs> <laughs> your book's awesome oh, all right oh, so, i appreciate ready? it thank you here, here we go and it needs you to be truthful if you want to be truthful all right you ever got any good heat and i know Heat is not ever good, but have you ever gotten any good heat from one of the boys who didn't respect what you said about them and fucking went nuts on you and uh, cursed you and texted you and harassed you? Tell me who it is. I want to know, Raj. Come on. Yeah. Who <laughs> <that>? uh, yeah. <laughs> it's happened. I feel like I don't know if I should say it on the air or tell you guys when we're off, but. Uh, uh, okay. Well, let's do this. Let's not say who it is, but just tell right. me. The- and the things that were said that made you fucking cringe and not ever want to see this guy again or whatever it may be. I just call me up, uh, went off for about three minutes, never did, never gave me a chance to say anything and hung up. And this wasn't that long ago. And I, you know, I called him back. I'm like, man, look, uh, you know, I want you to know, I don't even run the site anymore. I'm not even doing that. You know, I can put you in, in, in touch with the people that do, but yeah, he, uh, hmm. the wrestler let me have it. Wow. Can I, can there's I been a few times when it's happened. Not, yeah, it actually hasn't happened as as often as you you know you'd think for how long we've been around. But yeah, for the most part, for the most part, people are cool. Right. Yeah, give, but, but heads up. Let me give you a heads up real quick. In this business, never call them back. Just go with the fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I don't yeah. know how to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and he didn't answer the call, so I texted him. But yeah, was uh, yeah, I think once I tell you guys who it is, you'll you won't be surprised. Just in general. I actually think, think I actually know, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so one more question for well, not one more, but one for me till the, the boys take over here because uh, I'm hogging the floor because I'm a hog. No, um, go for it. I'm glad. So, do you ever? get where there's inside scoop you're getting from one of the boys and kind of feel guilty that you're getting it because you know there could be some major heat for them if it was to come out that they were giving you this information so in other words if brian hebner were to say hey there's a major deal with a wrestler a where she's upset and she's getting ready to leave the company and say i'm leaving because i don't like the way that my direction of character is and you catch this and it's told through them by them. And you know it's true because it's through the source. Mm. And you know you're going to put it out there. And is there fear for you? In other words, meaning I'm wondering how people are going to react. The business, like the company made, let's just say uh, Impact says, how did he get this information? And do you think that it's so convoluted because she can get in trouble for reporting to you if she was to give it to you? And the company can go to her and say, how did he get this information? How does that aspect work? In other words, I would be scared to tell you anything, to be honest with you, unless I didn't care about my job, in other words, or I wanted to get some leverage. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think because I've been doing this for so long and that, you know, I've never disclosed a source and I've been asked many, many, many times. Uh, and in general, what I always try to do, even if like, Brian, if you tell me, uh, you know, something that I know is true, I'm still going to go to, you know, it, that happened in TNA, I'm still going to go to TNA, or sorry, Impact, and, you know, try to get a comment or, you know, or so, something from them. So I, I never just go off of one person, I always try to uh, second source it, or just see if I can get a comment or something from from the other side. Well, I'll just say this, um, I'm not telling you shit, I'm kayfabe. <laughs> I'm old school, brother. All right. <laughs> we'll see. I can, be cool. I, can be, I can be coerced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the right price. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some some Apple stock or something. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> With the addition of collision we see here coming up here in June for AEW, we see a lot of a lot of talent, a lot of men, a lot of women. Sasha Banks, for example leaves the company stays out you know trinity the same way one goes sasha goes to new japan trinity goes to uh to impact do you think in, in your opinion of course because you've seen a lot you've covered a lot of professional wrestling doing it kind of this way going to wwe first then you go to new japan impact go to the the smaller companies or do you see it working the other way around going to a new Japan, then going to, um, to WWE kind of similar to what like the good brothers and AJ and Shinsuke, Shinsuke, excuse me. And Finn have done. Right. And I think it could work both ways. It just depends. I think Mercedes right now, uh, Mercedes, I think she's probably the biggest she's been, you know, as far as attention and, and people, you know, her, her you know, her star power, um, so even though she's not 
in WWE and, and is not being seen by as many people as when she was with, with the company. Um, she's still creating buzz. And um, so, I, yeah, I think I think it's both ways. Kenny Omega made his name in New Japan and and then catapulted in, in AEW. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I, I think both ways for sure. Well, I got one last thing just out of curiosity, because we talked about the division in a lot of fans and choosing mm-hmm. sides. It's 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 become almost like politics. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As opposed right. to as opposed to watching the product and saying, hey, I like that. I, I This didn't sit well with me, whatever the case may be. What do you right. think is the biggest catalyst for that uh, reason for that division in the fans? Let's put it that way, because it almost seems like AEW is kind of helping trying to create that divide if that makes sense as opposed to just do your thing right well i think the person who was most guilty of it back in the day was was bischoff right <laughs> he would uh he would really egg it on i i just feel like it's always been there you know if could you imagine if social media was around during the monday night wars it would just be it would be a shit show um and i think you know marvel and dc and i think all those uh anything pop culture sports teams People have their favorites and they they get passionate about it. So I don't think it's unique to wrestling fans. I think you see it more with wrestling because it is 52 weeks a year and mm-hmm. it's on constantly. It's on every night. But uh, I think the, the, the tribalism is really across everywhere and all forms of entertainment. Well, just know that not here. Right. You're welcome <laughs> big time here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Raj, do you, do you, do you feel like that... Uh... The wrestling business is in a good place right now overall. Do you think that, um, you know, the way dirt comes out now, and, and I hate to say it like that, but I mean, you know, we're all marks. Okay. I can sit here and anybody can sit here and say they're not a mark. If we're not a mark, we wouldn't be on this fucking show right now. Um, <laughs> you know, but do, do you think the aspect of where wrestling is right now, do you foresee AEW lasting for many, many years? I mean, when I say many, many years, I don't mean, four or five more years. I'm talking about, do you see them lasting 10 more years? Do you see that aspect of their vision and their goals? Because I know that they're lacking overseas. I know they're lacking um, television over in that area. Um, I don't know where they are with their, uh, let's just say merchandising. Um, Cause that's a big aspect of the business. I mean, you look at WWE, they're, you know, obviously the, the Kings there. I mean, you know, you put a WWE logo at the Richmond Coliseum, which you probably have no idea acclamation of where i'm talking about i anyway, used to live in fredericksburg virginia so i've been to the holy, shit. Oh, holy <laughs> yeah. shit. okay yeah. all right oh yeah. all right well then i'll keep on going <laughs> put the logo of wwe there you're gonna get you know seven eight thousand people you know they don't need to put names you know what i mean AEW is not there yet in my opinion mm-hmm. can't right. put the logo there and it's gonna sell seven eight thousand tickets uh but you know where do you think we are? Where do you think we are? I, I, I honestly feel like impact, though, in my opinion. I know we don't get to talk about it a lot because guess what? It's on a smaller st- stage. I mean, it is. And, and I know that. I was there. Hmm. Um, but I really feel like it's a really strong product and it's making some moves. I really think it's making some headways. So overall, where, where do you feel we are in the business right now? I think it's in the strongest place it's been in a, in a long time. Um in decades really because uh, you got wwe who's killing it they're doing well they're uh you know making over a billion dollars a year you got aew who's they got a partner in warner brothers discovery 
that clearly has faith in them by giving them another two hour show on, on a Saturday night. For sure. And just that alone, having that kind of a partner, um, they would have to seriously screw up, you know, to, uh, to lose that deal, I, I think. And so I, I think it, it, AEW is in a strong place, but you know, they, you know, they're, they're so young. And so in time they'll, they'll get better with the merchandising and they'll get better with streamlining, streamlining their, their house shows and things like that. And I think, uh, trying to cater a little bit more to and, and not changing the product, but also doing things on your show that you don't have to be watching every second of AEW to get what's going on. Like they'll, there'll be stuff happening on dynamite that stems from something on rampage and they didn't, they don't show a clip or anything to, to kind of get you caught up. And I think that makes it tough if you're not a fan that watches everything. And so I, I think they can fix stuff like that, uh, make it easier for fans who aren't, uh, to, you know, make it easier for fans that are tuning in here and there. And uh, they their success has already been pretty, pretty incredible. Now they are seeing a dip this year, but um, I think once they can figure that part out, uh, they're going to be in a good spot and they, they kind of already are. Well, the, re- the, the, the reason why I brought that up is because I was in TNA when it was the highest of high. Mm-hmm. Spike the drawing 1.1s, 1.2s, 1.3s, more than what actually AEW is drawing. Um, And that's truth. Um, There were weeks where you guys did 2 million viewers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and, and, and it's gone. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's gone. Right. What makes AEW to you that this doesn't happen where Warner Brothers Discovery, is that what it's called? Warner Brothers Discovery? Yeah. Uh, Okay. What, What makes you think and have confidence that the same thing that happened to TNA on Spike won't happen with this. Well, I think um, I think Tony Khan goes out of his way to really please Warner Brothers Discovery, you know, doing the Shark Tank episodes and, you know, really promoting their product. And and I think that's that's smart. Um, I think there were things that happened with Dixie and Spike that, you know, kind of soured that relationship. Um, and so as long as Tony doesn't do that, you uh you and you look Paul Heyman would do that too, where he's antagonizing TNN when when he was with them. Be a good partner, and I think uh, it'll pay off. And I think so far Tony's been doing that. Now, obviously, TV is changing so much right now that if you take sports and you, if you take cable news off of cable, you've kind of got very little, you know, as far as like real hit shows, there's maybe a handful, Vanderpump Rules, Yellowstone, there's really not that many, it's, you know, all going to streaming. So we'll, we'll see where stuff is in five years, it's changing so fast. I I don't watch hardly anything on cable anymore, unless it's, you know, sports and sports and CNBC. So yeah. What do you what, what do you what do you think happened with the TNA product before it came impact that, as you mentioned, Dixie Carter, what do you think happened there? Um, well, I, I think... Have, oh, I'm I sorry. Have, go ahead. No, no, no. I have an idea as well. I just want to see what you, your thoughts are. I think some of it we could talk off the air. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, some of it was, you know, like her secretly hiring Vince Russo. And then that email that got sent out where uh, Spike found out they didn't want him. Uh, you know, I, I think when you have a, a partner that doesn't want somebody... You don't hire that person. I like Vince. We're we're friends, but um, I thought that was uh, uh, 
a mistrust, you know, of, of that relationship. I agree. I agree. And yeah, we can talk offline mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, lastly, we're going to close shop up here for tonight, but Raj, thank you so much for taking time for us tonight. Uh, just plug anything that you got coming up, social medias, all that good stuff. Yeah. To, uh, follow me on Twitter at, at the Raj Geary. Um, and me and Jack Farmer, who does the podcast with uh, with Jimmy on Wrestling Inc., we've done some investment videos on. It's called Practical Money. Go to YouTube.com at Practical Money. We try to just do easy, basic stuff um, to you know kind of become a better investor. Um, we, we've done like five videos. It's 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 a hobby, but you know, check that out and um, and feel free to feel free to hit me up anytime. <laughs> I, I I really want to thank you so much, man. I I, I was looking so forward to this, um, and I know that that sounds so redundant, but I mean, it really I really was because this is a different aspect on the business and the and the things you go through. And I thought it was going to be very interesting. Is everything I thought, um, mm-hmm. and I just want to say that I trust you, man. I trust mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and, thank you. No, and I really do appreciate, it, and I really do respect the work that you do, and I really respect that the, the, the things you've done. Um, I don't think that people realize that the things you do are for the sport. You know what I mean? The for for the wrestling business, and I and I don't think that that you know you get your marks and they think that you're trying to dump on it. And you know what? I I, I don't agree with that. I think that you are trying to do the things, but to me, that are important to the business. I mean, it, because we are in a different world, and people want to read and people want to see things. You know what I mean? And you're 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 giving that to us. You know what I mean? And I think that's cool. So I, I I really do appreciate it, and I really think it was awesome for you to be on here. And I was very so, so excited. You could tell the boys are asking. I was actually <laughs> stoked about this episode today. Well, well, thank you so much, and and uh, that means a lot. And I, I, I had a blast being on here today. So I really appreciate it, and, and really thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks and again, Rush. And and again, thank you for uh, bringing me on board there as well. To you know, having a blast talking about it as opposed to you know like like brian said being in the ring is one thing but the travel and all that other stuff that goes along with it some you reach a certain point in your career where you go okay that's enough and doing right. it doing yeah. what i'm doing now i love it awesome well it, we love having you on board so thanks man that was oh, that's probably one of my favorite uh episodes guys really do appreciate Raj for being on um but a couple other guys before we get to that that i really want to put over they just do fantastic work for us each and every week. Um, JD Hoop doing the great graphics that you see each and every week, each and every day on the show, um, on the show's uh, Instagram, Twitter at under or excuse me at Reffing It Up, um, and obviously the voice that you hear each and every week before you hear all three of our great great voices. Um, <laughs> JG McKay. Um, absolutely phenomenal, but guys, just absolutely great week. Looking forward to what we got coming up soon. Yeah, absolutely. Had a fun night, uh, uh, fun time um, talking with Raj again, and and of course with you guys. It's just, just man, having fun. Yeah, yeah I agree, Jimmy. I agree. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I don't want to over the board or here, but uh, I, I just knew this was going to be fun, and it would be a different aspect on the wrestling business, which. Mm-hmm. He gave it to us, man. It was fun. It was fun. I'm, 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 I'm with you, RJ. This is probably one of my more, more favorite episodes, believe it or not, because I got to hear shit I didn't know about. You know what I mean? And that's 
that's awesome. And that's what it's about. You know, we want to pull the curtain back a little bit and let all, you know, all the listeners and everybody else who wants to listen and just let them know how, you know, the business actually can be sometimes when you don't know about it. It's awesome. Right. Yeah. And like I said, stay tuned to our social medias at Jimmy Carderas at baby Habner across all the social medias at wrapping it up. Uh, for our uh, topic next week. Uh, we're still a lot of moving parts, so we'll just stay tuned to that. We'll make an announcement very, very soon. But going forward, we thank you each and every week for joining us here. For Jimmy Caderas, for Brian Hebner, I'm RJ. We'll see you here next week on Revving It Up. One, two, three. <laughs>